Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Johnny Vegas, and you're listening to Cop Talk with Dunk. And all you other Liverpool sites, just stop embarrassing yourself, all right? Yo, what up? This your boy Smooth, straight from New York. You're listening to Cop Talk Podcast. Remember this, you never walk alone, but if you fuck with us, you walk with a limp. All right, guys, how's it going? You're all listening to the Cop Talk Podcast in association with footballclubshares.com, where you can buy real shares online in some of Europe's most famous football clubs. Instead of buying a few beers or a takeaway this weekend, why not take a look at footballclubshares.com and start building your portfolio instead? You don't need to be minted. You can start buying real shares with as little as a £20 investment. Check out footballclubshares.com for more information. All right, right, guys, how's it going? You all right? Yeah, uh, I didn't get to do you one yesterday. I had um, some problems with uh, with Facebook with the uh, with the pages that I do, and one of them got unpublished by Facebook uh, in error. And I spent all afternoon uh, trying to get that sorted, which fortunately it has been uh, resolved. Um, so I was a bit stressed out. Didn't make um, you know I, I ran out of time basically uh, to do a podcast for you. So here I am today. Um, I, I don't know where to start really Obviously we've got the game this evening So I'm going to try and uh, not focus too much on that Because obviously um, you you know you, you might listen to this uh, you know, podcast later So, But what I will say is uh, I'm going to give you a, a few stats And then what I'm going to do is at the end of this episode I'm going to bolt on the manager's pre-match press conference Just in case you, uh, you didn't see what he had to say about it now, the only previous meeting between FC Michelin, I think that's how you say it, and Liverpool was won 2-0 by Jurgen Klopp's side, thanks to goals from Jota and Salah earlier in this season's Champions League group stage. Liverpool have won their previous three games against Danish opponents in the European Cup, Champions League, uh, scoring eight goals in total and keeping a clean sheet in each game. Liverpool have finished top of their Champions League group for the third time in the past four seasons, Victor here will see them win as many as five matches in a single Champions League group stage for the first time in the competition. Liverpool have won their final Champions League group stage game in each of the past three campaigns, scoring 10 goals and conceding none in this run. And Liverpool have won four of their past five Champions League away games, uh, lost one, uh, and are looking to win three consecutive European Cup Champions League away games for the first time since a run of five between September 1983 and September 1984. 
Uh, Kelleher kept a clean sheet on his Champions League debut for Liverpool last time out against Ajax. No keepers ever recorded a shutout in each of their first two Champions League starts for the Reds. And he is also at the pre-match press, press conference, so you'll get the boss and then you'll get Kelleher, uh, I believe, afterwards. So uh, I hope you're looking forward to the game. As you know, I really enjoyed uh, Liverpool's last game with the uh, with the fans back in the stadium. Not sure how, how this will go, uh, where it is tonight, but uh, I will be watching. Um, I will I'll give it a go, obviously. Um, uh, there you go. Yeah. So guys, I won't waffle any more about the game. Like I say, at the end of this uh, episode, there is the pre-match uh, press conference. So where should we go? Right, first of all, Liverpool's FA Cup third round tie with Aston Villa will be played on Friday, January the 8th. Uh, the fixture at Villa Park will kick off at 7.45pm in the UK uh, and will be screened live on BT Sport. Um, what was the injury update that the boss had to give us? Uh, Thiago, Shakiri, The Ox, Milner, also unavailable. Um uh, he said, what did he say? He said uh, there was no further issues picked up at the weekend, which is good news, obviously. Nobody suffered any kind of problem or injuries or whatever from the last game, which would rule him out for the next one, said the boss. Um, Alison has missed the last two fixtures after suffering a hamstring injury in the one more draw with, one more draw with Brighton and Hove Albion two weeks ago. Um, and Klopp confirmed that he would miss Wednesday's trip to Denmark. Uh, but again, uh, you'll get all that information in detail. Uh, in the uh, pre-match press conference. I do have an email today as well from Andrew, uh, which I'll be touching on uh, after we just look at what's been going on uh, locally in the news. We'll have a look at what's been going on locally today and then we will take a look at the national media uh, and see what's what's see what's in the uh, the newspapers. Uh, Duncan Castles has given an interesting update on Liverpool's hunt for a centre-back in January. Well, we'll be the judge of that, won't we, guys, if it's interesting or not. He's quoted as saying, My information is that they're waiting to see what happens for this last month before the January window opens, before committing to that strategy that Jurgen Klopp would like of bringing in a quality centre-back to compensate for the loss of Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez, however, to brazen it out to the end of the season... What might be important here, obviously results are important, but what might be very important is the game against Tottenham next midweek. The odds on Ben White joining Liverpool in January have been cut. Um, what's it say here? It says, White has been excellent for Brighton this season and made an encouraging start to his first full campaign in the Premier League. He was on loan at Leeds last term as one of, and was one of their outstanding uh, you know, standout players during their title-winning campaign in the Championship. The Yorkshire side were determined to sign him on a permanent basis and Marcello Bielsa's men made three bids north of £20 million last summer, but Albion held firm. The 23-year-old has made the step up to the Premier League with Brighton uh, looking relatively comfortable and has uh, featured in midfield and defence for Graham Potter's men. It, that's interesting that he's um, featured in midfield. I wasn't aware of that. I don't know if any of you got any more on that that you could educate me about. Podcast at Coptor.com. His, his displays continue to alert the giants of the game and Jurgen Klopp's Premier League champions are said to be in pole position in the race to sign the Brighton Academy graduate. I think that's speculation. White signed fresh terms with the Seagulls at the beginning of the season is contracted until June 2024. It would take serious money to prize this talent away and White has been valued at anything between £25 and £50 million by various outlets in the past 12 months. Skybet currently have Liverpool at 7-2 to sign White. That's 3.5-1, to one, guys. I know that you older guys will know, but maybe the younger ones, that means you, you know, you've got to put £2 on, right? £2 on to make £7 profit. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Um, we've Le we've Leeds and Manchester United at twenty five to one. So if you put two pound on at twenty five to one, you make fifty pound profit, guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Man City are also said to be in the running at twenty to one. That's forty pound. And Tottenham sixteen to one. That's thirty two pound. Also featuring the betting. I don't know. I just I, I like a bet. I had a bet last night. I put a tenner on the on the on Juve to win last night. Two to one. I got it as well. First bet I've had in ages. I was well well chuffed with that. Uh, and I did plus two point five on the um, plus two point five goals on. Was it, it was Lazio? I think I didn't watch the game. Uh, I was going to watch it. That's why I put the bet on. And uh, then I put it on, and there was no fan noise. So I was like, ah, no, that's not happening. Anyway, that was uh, that. Those words there were from uh, an, uh, a website called the Brighton and Hove Independent. I think it's very speculative, all of that, to be honest. Um, and it said the, the actual thing here is odds cut on White joining Liverpool. Well, I didn't see in there anywhere um, where it, where you know it says it says that it, the odds on joining Liverpool are seven to two. But where does it? What does it say that the, you know? If that said a week ago, eight to one or something, then fine. That means the odds have been cut. But we, to say the odds have been cut, we need a comparison, and I don't see one in that. So, um, it sounds like a lot of nonsense, uh, if you ask me. Liverpool's Mbappe interest is real. This is there you go. This is a report, guys. Um, there's a couple of reports, I think. La Parisienne state that a former Monaco man would not lose financially if he decides to stay at, uh, stay at PSG rather than join either Real Madrid or Liverpool. However, the wing asked for sports guarantees to sign a new deal with PSG. Um, now, citing sport uh, in, in Spain, it's the, it says, um, The Catalan newspaper states the interest from Real Madrid and Liverpool in Mbappé is real, despite interest from the two sides. The Paris-based clubs are hopeful their star will sign a new contract. Mbappé has more doubts about PSG's sporting ambition and wants them to present him a truly winning project with the name of winning the Champions League. Liverpool will not be able to offer Mbappé a better financial package than PSG, but they can't PSG, but they can tempt him to join them by presenting a better sporting project. Hmm. What does it go away, does it, guys? And you know, like many a time, we, we've opened that up, haven't we, and gone, oh, fuck it, that's ridiculous. The thing here, and I'll say it again, is... I, could we sign him? I think if if he if he if he left PSG, he wants to leave PSG. Let's just say for argument's sake, right? He decides he wants out, and Real Madrid pull out. Then I think there was a chance of him going to Liverpool. I do think that we could finance um, the actual fee, for example. However, it's the salary he gets. Now, if you put him on, you know, a, a player like that on a ridiculous salary, what's your other big earners going to do? They're going to be knocking on the manager's door saying, "Oi." sort it out and that's always been the bit for me that's uh, that's bothered me so I would never say never in football you know that guys I think there's a very slim chance that it'll come to us and I think that the the only time I would start to feel a little bit like hello would be if you know it was definite that he was leaving PSG and Real Madrid said no okay then I would start to think ooh so that's what I would advise you uh, to do. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, staying with uh, the likes of Real Madrid and Barcelona, Wijnaldum is destined for Barcelona, apparently. Um... Now, why is this then? Uh, what's it say here? Garth Crooks is convinced that the Liverpool midfielder is destined to join Barcelona. So, he, he named Wijnaldum in his Premier League team of the week for BBC Sport. And Crooks said, Spurs might be top of the table, but if they think Liverpool are going to hand them the title without one other fight, they can think again. The champions were formidable against Wolves and Wijnaldum was once again at the heart of the victory. His goal, his first of the season, was fabulous and his performance impeccable. The Dutch international's contract runs out at the end of the season and I am convinced he's destined for Barcelona. In the meantime, he's going nowhere. And I agree. I agree with, uh, with Gav. I do. I think he's off to Barcelona. But, um, but at the moment, he's going nowhere and that's right. And he's been outstanding, hasn't he, guys? Absolutely outstanding. So, Alan Shearer, what's he been saying? Uh, he's been uh, hailing superb Fabinho, uh, apparently, for his display in Liverpool's 4 0 thrashing of Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, Shearer is quoted as saying, Wolves have such pace on the break, and Fabinho had Adama Traore running down his side. But his 1v1 defending was superb. Right. Uh, the, the, the Cardiff City face an anxious way over on loan Liverpool man Harry Wilson's fitness head of the upcoming South Wales derby after the wing was forced off with a bizarre arm injury in the win over Stoke on Tuesday night uh, he was uh, it, it, what says he came off the worst following a 50-50 and was seen clutching his shoulder on his way off the field um, Cardiff City now face South Wales rival Swansea on Saturday and explaining Wilson's issue manager Neil Harris said it's a really bizarre one it's an arm injury the muscle in the arm the bicep not because he's been in the gym doing loads of weights he's not built like that we'll just have to see I've picked the same team four games in a row I've been really fortunate enough to do it and we've had four positive results obviously I'm not sure that's going to be the case going into the South Wales derby at the weekend with the walking wounded we've got in the dressing room at the moment Okay, right. I think you know what, guys. I think that's it from the uh, from the local media. Now, listen. This weekend, Saturday night, we're having another knees up. If you want to join us on YouTube, seven o'clock UK time. www.coptalk.tv. You don't need to be a member of the channel or anything like that. You don't need to be in the squad as supporter of this podcast or anything. All you need to do is go to www.coptalk.tv. Saturday night, seven pm. We were up. To, I was up to half past five. Your time, UK time on Saturday. Uh, I won't be doing that again this weekend. But we have a drink, we play some music, we have a faff around. Um, you do have to, you know, connect to our Zoom, which is rebroadcast onto the YouTube channel. Um, but there's no audio on there, so that's why you need to connect to Zoom so that you can listen to the audio. You don't have to turn your camera on, you don't have to turn your microphone on. Um, but you know, just connect to the room if you want to join us. The instructions will be there on the YouTube channel. You don't need to download Zoom. You can just do it through your web browser. You put a username in, display name, and it'll just pop up. That's it. Simple as that. Okay. So that's this Saturday night, seven o'clock UK time, and uh, and I'll be. Uh, I think I think this weekend is. Uh, I'm on to. I've had 
vodka from a few of you guys. I've got John McCafferty's vodka. John bought me a bottle of vodka for Christmas. How nice is that? So talking of uh, people like John McCafferty, I'm going to give a shout out to the squad uh, for supporting this podcast. Uh, obviously, John is one of them. Uh, we also have, uh, what other supporters have we got? We've got Jacob, Simon, Tom, John, Jamie Gilmore. Uh, we've got Aaron, we've got Gary, we've got St. Ruth from the St. Ruth podcast, we've got Scott Cheatham, uh, Lorraine Taylor and Jack Beardsley. Uh, we also uh, have our legends, there's three tiers, the supporters, legends and royalty. Now, if you want to join the squad, all you have to do is go to www.coptalkpodcast.com and for the cost of a coffee, once a month you get a completely ad-free experience, no adverts on any of the podcast episodes and you also get the additional bonus episodes like the one on Saturday, uh, the return just for squad, and uh, you also get the Dunk Knows Best podcast. Okay, so that was the supporters. Uh, we also have the legends. We've got Eric, Stu, we've got John Richards, we've got Donna, we've got Matt, Mika, Vivek, Jack Wood, Andrew Evans, uh, Big Wave Dave, Jack Rudgley, James Lee, we've got Adam in there, we've got Craig, we've got Cam with a kicking cut, uh, we've got Tyler, Dean, Williams, we've got Stan, we've got Kuldip, and of course we've got John Watt, who is the uh, the most recent legend. Yeah, John he comes along to the uh, the live streams as well uh, on a Saturday night. He's always in there, so it's always good to see John. He's a good supporter, cracking lad. And then we've got our legends, guys. Yeah. Oh fuck me! Why do I keep calling them legends? That's three times now. Jack Richardson will be going fucking mental. He don't like being called a legend, don't Jack? He he's royalty. You know what I'm saying? So. What I meant to say, Jack, was we've done our supporters, we've done our legends, and here's the royalty. All right, yes, we've got the royalty. We've got Mark, we've got Hussam. We've got Jen, we've got Tams, we've got Paul MC, we've got Chris, James Waggett, we've got Brooke in Chicago, and of course, the man himself, his Royal Highness, Jack Richardson. So, listen guys, I won't waffle on too much, but if you want to support the podcast, you want to join your squad, uh, you can uh, go to www.coptalkpodcast.com uh, and uh, become a supporter. You only need the bottom tier, um, and uh, we'd like to welcome you into our special little family. Now, if you're not in a position to support the podcast financially, you can send me an email to podcast at coptalk.com. Right, let's move on. Um, what should we talk about now? Well, we've got the transfer rumours. Uh, we're going to, yeah, let's just, yeah, yeah, we'll go with uh, today's transfer rumours from the mainstream media. Uh, and see what they've got to tell us. Now, reports from Turkey say MLS side DC United are leading the race to sign Arsenal's German midfielder Mesut Ozil, 32. The Athletics say Manchester United could offload France midfielder Paul Pogba to his former club Juventus and get Argentine forward Paolo Diabla, Di, Dybala, sorry, 27 in a swap deal. Calcio Mercato in Italy say Pogba, 27, is willing to take a pay cut from his reported £290,000 a week salary to return to the Italian champions who he left for United in 2016. Now, reports in Spain said that Real Madrid manager Zinedine Zidane still dreams of signing the French World Cup winner, but the Bernabeu uh, hierarchy are not keen on the idea. Inter Milan, what's this about Inter? We've got Eurosport. West Ham are looking into the possibility of bringing former Tottenham midfielder Christian Eriksen, 28, back to London as he struggles to make an impact at Inter. 
ESPN, um, via, yeah, ESPN, Barcelona are interested in signing Chelsea and Germany centre-back Antonio Rudiger. Calcio Mercato, Juventus and AC Milan could also be in the running to land 27-year-old Rudiger. The Mail, Juventus could sell Wales midfielder Aaron Ramsey next summer after the 29-year-old failed to make an impact at the Serie A Giants since his move from Arsenal in 2019. Mundo Deportivo, France midfielder Eduardo Camavinga has told Renzi wants to leave next summer. The 18-year-old is of interest to Manchester United. should be pointed out that Liverpool uh, have been heavily linked with him before. Um, I would, you know, has a, a guess, you know, as I'd guess that they would be uh, watching that. Uh, Daily Mail, Newcastle United are optimistic of playing uh, their Premier League fixture against West Brom on Saturday after their training ground was reopened following a coronavirus outbreak. Uh, Sport in Spain report that Samuel Umtiti's return to the Barcelona squad. Grow up, lads. After injury is another st- girls as well. After injury is another step forward. It is uh, another step forward. Samuel Umtiti's return to the Barcelona squad after injury is another step towards leaving the club in January. With Everton and Juventus both interested in the France defender, twenty-seven. Um, what else have I got? I just need to check something on my phone. Uh, this does my head in um, because I've just got a notification that um, I have CCTV in different, you know, parts of my uh, my house where I live, and a little notification came up saying "human detected." And I mean, like, I'm not being funny, guys. When you get that flash up on your phone, you fucking cheat yourself, don't you? Do you know what I mean? I'm looking. I'm looking. No. I don't see anyone. I was just wanting to make sure that there was no one in my gaff because I don't want to be getting stamped while I'm recording my podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, imagine if you got that at three o'clock in the morning, laying in bed, human detected. I'd be like, what the fuck? Shit your pants. Right, where was that? Um, right, we've done Samuel on Titi, haven't we? Atalanta midfielder Martin Darun, 29, says he's not thinking about talk of a move to Barcelona. That's from Football Italia. Goal report that Everton's Italy striker Moise Keane, 20. Moise Keane, has opened the door to a permanent move to PSG after a positive start to his loan spell with the French champions. Football insider Leeds United have continued to monitor Marcus Edwards, 22, after the English winger left Tottenham to join Portuguese side Victoria Gomares. Gomares. In 2019. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Manchester Evening News. Man City defender Pedro Porro. 21 is likely to make his low move to Portuguese club Sporting Lisbon into a permanent transfer next summer with the Spanish fullback having never played for Pep Guardiola's side. AS in Spain say that several Premier League clubs are interested in Spanish midfielder Mikel Vesca, 27, who is out of contract with Athletic Bilbao next summer. Football insider finally, Championship side Bristol City are among a number of clubs plotting a move to sign English left-back George Cox, 22, who made a permanent move from Brighton to Dutch side Fortuna Sittard last summer. Okay, guys, that is the end of the speculation from the mainstream media. Uh, We'll just just take a look, see if anything else has come out locally while we've been recording. Um, 
there's nothing really. Okay, so um, moving on, we have an email from Andrew who said, uh, Hey, Dunk, just wanted to say it was so great to hear the excitement, passion, enthusiasm and joy back in your voice after the past game versus Wolves on the podcast. It's been a tough year for supporters and, well, everyone really, especially in a year that LFC uh, fans had so much to celebrate but couldn't. Very true, mate. He says, can't wait until the stands are full again. Why, NWA, Andrew? Nice one, Andrew. Thanks for dropping me uh, an email, mate. Uh, you're right. I, uh, I I was really excited and I still am. Um, you know, I, I just I can't believe how loud those supporters were, those 2,000 um, supporters in the stadium. They were... Um, Incredible, weren't they? I've, actually, I, Dave Maddox said there was 1,500. I don't know, but we know that they were allowed up to 2,000. But I actually th- initially thought, you know, I think it's going to be uh, like really echoing. It'll be shit and stupid. sound like a load of kids at the game or something. But do you know what? It was fucking great, wasn't it? It was really good, Andy. And um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I, it, got, it, it just picked me up a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Because it's been, like you say, such a shit year for everyone. But we do, you know, I was saying this in a video the other day, you probably heard me say this, um, you know, we do look to football for our release, don't we, when things are a bit shit. Uh, you know, like, we could, imagine if you were locked down in your property all year, uh, but you could put the football and watch the football, the normal football with the atmosphere, which is obviously you can't do, but I would certainly find a way of getting through life if all I had to do was sit home on the set here watching football. So, uh, But without the fans, it's, um, it's nothing. And I think that's, if ever we've uh, learned anything, which I'm sure we all knew anyway, was that uh, football fan, you know, football needs the fans and the fans make it. So uh, thank you for emailing me, Andrew. I really do appreciate you taking the time out there. A couple of minutes just to drop me a message. If anybody else wants to email me, any questions about LFC, any opinions you want to express, maybe you want to drop me something. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Uh, drop um, you know, an email after tonight's game. Maybe that'd be appreciated. But you'd have to send it tonight or overnight, and I, I can read it out on tomorrow morning's episode because my plan is to do you an episode early in the morning tomorrow okay all right andrew thanks for that pal uh, my email address is podcast at coptalk.com right guys uh, how long have we been recording we've been recording for 23 minutes which is quite surprising actually um i think that's it guys I don't, I don't think i've got anything else for you today uh did i enjoy today's episode nah, all right Felt like I'm a bit all over the place, really. It's probably because it's uh, the day's pressing on them a bit under uh, pressure. They just want to see this. Um, there's something flashed up again about bookmakers cut the odds on Brighton, 35 million defender joining Liverpool. This is the original article, I think. Let me just see if there was a previous. Um, Skybet currently have Liverpool at seven to two to sign White this January. Yeah, but there is no. You can't do an article saying, you know, bookmakers cut the odds on a defender joining Liverpool, you know, on anyone joining Liverpool, and then not sure what, you know, what, you, what the fuck you're talking about. I mean, it should say Sky Bet, you know, had him at 8 to 1 and now he's 7 to 2. That's, then that's proof. There's no, there's no, you know, 7 to 2 is 3.5 to 1. So if he was 4 to 1 before and he's now 3.5 to 1, 7 to 2, you wouldn't be very excited. But if that had said Sky Bet had. Ben White at you know thirty three to one uh, a couple of days ago. He's now seven to two. That would suggest a significant amount of money being piled on. Not that I would ever uh, believe the betting odds, especially Skybet. Some of you will know I did a, an infamous video about Skybet a few years ago. Very very misleading, and in their relationship with uh, Sky News etc is very suspicious to say the least. 
um, because Sky News are a broadcaster that can influence and make you think something's happening. And Sky Bet with the association, the promotion, uh, and the link in it, etc. Even though it's the ownership is slightly confusing, but if you look into it, uh, you work it out. But what I mean is Sky Bet, Sky News. People are going to associate them as all as Sky TV, the network. And you know, I've noticed before Sky News pushing something to happen. You know, people then go to Sky Bet and put the bets on, even though um, the news was incorrect. And what I, what I mean by that, it was an example a few years ago, um, a centre-back we were trying to sign, um, that Sky News were pushing the, oh, you know, he could go to Liverpool, so people might go, oh, I'll have a bet on that, I'll have a bet on that, I'll have a bet on that. And he was undergoing a medical at the time. The exact time they said it, that's what set me off with the video, the, rant, the ranting and raving. And, you know, we all knew he was undergoing a medical at, at Manchester United, uh, but Sky News was still like, oh, you know, and his odds are now blah, blah, blah. Very misleading. Stay away from Sky Bet, guys. Just just dunk on this one. Dunk knows best. All right. So, no, I, I think that's misleading. There's no, no suggestion of what his previous odds were. Anyway, I'm being pedantic. So, that's the end of the podcast. Don't forget the podcast is available uh, on all usual shiz, but you're listening to it anyway, so that's all right. Um uh, Cop Talk Podcast on Twitter and Facebook Cop Talk on Twitter and Facebook at Duncan Oldham uh, on Facebook Instagram no hang on a minute, not Facebook Twitter, Instagram TikTok Hooray. Uh, Dunk Knows Best with a K uh, on um, on Facebook as well, I don't fucking know I'm too old for this shit, too old and too miserable I think that's it guys, I'm going to leave you with the boss now uh, the pre-match press conference and also Keller I think has a little bit uh, to say in there uh, if you drop the lottery midweek please support my GoFundMe www.coptalk.us and thanks especially again to the squad uh, for supporting me uh, those of you that are patrons of this podcast thanks very much guys I will catch up with you tomorrow enjoy the game this evening I promise you'll be back tomorrow uh, I, my, my intentions are to get an episode out in the morning ok guys speak soon alright the traditional Fashion. Just look at any team news you may have. No, which is good news. Um, so nobody suffered any kind of problems, injuries, whatever from the last game, um, which would rule him out for the for the next one. And uh, on the other side, nobody is close enough to return to to the squad. Sorry. Some of your more Gary, Gary, can you repeat uh, that? Sorry, Gary, Gary, can you repeat, Gary, can you repeat that, please? We lost uh, lost your sound for a second. Sorry for this uh, second um, question. Yeah. Obviously, nothing at stake really, Jurgen, with this game. Is it a chance for some of the senior players not to travel? Maybe one of the youngest ever Champions League lineups to start. Our Champions League squad, squad was already very young. We had four, five, six players, I think, involved in the squad during the whole. Uh, campaign so far and um, yes they will travel and then we will make decisions so we have today one session yesterday we had a session already with the players especially which, who didn't play in the um, in the Wolves game and um, today the one session we have together and so I have still a few hours um, to make decisions I will use the time I analyze is not finalized yet and uh, that will all play a part in the in, in my in my thinking and um, so we will see. Uh, you're right, it's the first time that we don't um, have to get a result at the last match in the group stage. The uh, first time that we are first in the, in the table already. Um, and so 
we have to consider the, the general situation, that's clear. But we have to consider as well, it's Champions League, we are Liverpool and we want to win the game. And um, all these kind of things um, yeah, will lead in the end to a lineup. Okay, Ian Kennedy and then James from TalkSport and then Carl Markham from Press Association. Ian, next. Hi, Jürgen. Um, just on that, um, uh, as a manager, uh, these kind of games don't happen that often in terms of the, the result not affecting the group. But as a manager, are you looking for certain things to come from the game, certain things that maybe you've worked on in training as a team or with <laughs> individual players? Is that where the importance of this game, these kind of games can come into play? No different things, but our way. I want to see our way to play. That's clear. Uh, whichever lineup we'll have, um, it, it, it's clear for the boys what what kind of football we want to play, how intense we want to be, um, how difficult to play we want to be for the opponent. Um, so there are a lot of things I want to see, but that is pretty much what I want to see in all the games. And this game is not different. This game is only one um, part different, and that it's um, we don't have to win it. Uh, because as, as Liverpool, you usually have to win all the games, but we still want to win it, which is the better, the better thing to do. And um, that's what I want to see, that everybody can see we go there and want to win the football game. And um, hopefully it will be difficult because Midtjylland is much better than the, 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 the table shows. Uh, when you make the analyze, you see how, how good they are, how good they are in the games. Um, and they grew in the, in the competition without getting points, but it's a strong group. And uh, so it was difficult for Midtjylland, but um, I'm sure they they will give give us a proper fight, and um, we have to be ready for that. And when you when you reflect on the group as a whole, Jurgen, you must be really pleased because when those teams came out, it didn't look the easiest of of groups. But if you win this game, you could get to 15 points, which I don't think Liverpool have ever done before. Look, that's another reason. Apart from just wanting to win. Um, getting 15 points is another reason, um, and uh, we will, how I said, we will try everything. But we cannot completely forget the situation we are in, um, and the situation we are in means we play after that game on Sunday, after that game on Wednesday, after that game on Saturday, and I forgot now how many days we have in between. I think I heard now a second ago that in the next 22 days we play again six games, um, and my boys played in the last 22 games for uh, days for sure at least six games, if not seven, some of them. So, um, yes, we try everything to be as good prepared as possible. OK, we go to James from TalkSport, then we go to Karl Mark from Press Association, and we have some visitors from uh, Denmark on the call. So, uh, but James first. Jürgen, how pleased have you been and how encouraged have you been by how the young players have embraced the opportunities they've been given this season? You look at Kelleher at the weekend, another clean sheet the likes of Curtis Jones, Phillips, Williams, a number of players have come in and the results have still been really impressive. It is, that's what you always look. Um, I don't we have, don't have to say it any different. Um, we had some problems injury-wise, that's clear. We, we, we lost top, 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 top class players um, to injuries. And um, then of course, um, it's one door closed and another goes uh, opens up and um, that's um, how it is but then you still need the right kids to, to use or the right players to use the chance and um, how the boys did it and really we can really go through all of them um, what Reece Williams did so far in the Champions League is exceptional what Nate Phillips did when he played um, Premier League was absolutely exceptional um, Nico played now two really good games in a row especially the last one was really good um, Curtis 
plays like a, like he played already like 10 years for us. Um, Kweef was always a talent. Now he got the chance to show that on the big stage, used the opportunity, nice for him. So yes, without them, we would have been lost, to be honest, without these boys. And um, thank God it worked out. It's um, the biggest part is obviously that they really are ready for it. Is uh, They are the biggest reason for it, but Vitor, Mayos and um, Matos and, um, and, and Peblindos are really close to that group before they join up, uh, join us even. And um, so they were really well prepared and um, that's good. And uh, you, that's why we could use them in the way we use them. Okay, so Karl Mark from Press Association. Then we have Kenneth Christensen, followed by Kenneth Jensen, uh, followed by Babatunde. And I think that's us for now, but we'll go to Karl first. Hi, Jürgen. Uh, can I just quickly check on Origi's situation? He wasn't in the squad on the weekend. Is he injured or...? No. No, Div is not injured, but uh, obviously we don't have a lot of players, but um, we, and we, our, our offensive options are, in the offensive area, the options are better than uh, in, in other areas. And so I cannot just bring three strikers or whatever, or very offensive players in the squad when it's, all the things can happen all over the pitch. No, Div is in a good shape, but um, um, was not in the squad in the Premier League last time. And, and at the other end, um, we've seen we've seen Carletti keep two clean sheets. I'm just thinking, with Alisson still not available, um, do you have to protect Kelleher for this game and maybe bring in Adria as Kelleher has been playing has been your first choice? Um, interesting. No, uh, we will see. Uh, Liner-wise, I, I I don't make decisions, but it's now not uh, usually a goalie. You don't have to change that often. Um, and nobody told me anything different that we should be ready again. So I, I didn't think about it, to be honest, uh, but that's probably a good sign. Okay. So two Kenneths. Kenneth Christensen first. Uh, are you asking in English, Kenneth? Just so you're good. We don't yes. need the headphones. Yeah, my, my Danish is not good. <laughs> uh, so. Okay, thank you. Uh, Jürgen, about uh, Midtjylland, they got a result in uh, Italy with 1-1 one, one, and they played a little differently with three central defenders. Do we have any thoughts about this? Yes, in general, in general, um, I, I have a lot of respect for Michelin, to be honest, because we played here and we were slightly lucky to win the game. Um, um, and yes, they have now one point, but good performances, really good performances in the Champions League. We're unlucky in the games, and that's how it is with experience in the in the competition. Uh, you you learn it the hard way. Every, all of us did it, learned it the hard way. Um, but um, I think they should be really proud of what they did so far in the Champions League. And um, I know. Um, they think in this moment, so we are the big chance for them, big name, um, but they expect us to make some changes, stuff like this. They have a home game, so they can go to four points, which would be a big one. It's from a financial point of view, winning a game in the Champions League is a big one. So, but uh, the bad news um, from my side is we go there with all we have. So uh, we try absolutely everything to win that game. We want to have 15 points, all this kind of stuff. But with all the respect for Midtjylland, and they didn't have to change their system. <coughs> that I, <coughs> sorry, that I think a lot about them, because since Sunday I have nothing else to do than thinking about Midtjylland, and um, it's not finished yet. So um, we will be there, and hopefully we will be prepared. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Kenneth. And then to another Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Jensen. I hope I've said that right. Jensen. Right. Yes, you, you said again? Jensen, right? He thinks. Yen <laughs> Did he say Jensen, right? Jensen or Jensen? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Kenneth. Yes, yes. Kenneth number two. It's no, right. it's Jensen. You're right. Yes, yeah, thank you. Good. 
Yes, Ken. Hi, Jürgen. Hope you're, Hi. Hope you're well. Yeah, um, I'm okay. Listen, my question is, is um, I wanted to ask you about the reforms in international football because from Denmark, we're not used to seeing, uh, let's say, so often Danish teams in the Champions League group stage. I was just curious with with the way international football is going, do you, do you think there's still uh, chances for for the smaller teams to to come onto the big stage? And do you see like, I call it, you know, being romantic with football, you know, seeing a little team perhaps surprise uh, a bigger team sometimes. Do you still think that that's possible with the way uh, international football is, is going? Is there any change plan for next year or, or whatever? So if not, then it, it is possible. It was always possible. So uh, how I understand it, it will be always possible. But you need to you need to maybe overperform. I'm not sure, but that's that's how it should be. Champions League is Champions League, and European League is a wonderful league, to be honest. Um, um, and it's it's really great. So if you qualify only for the for the European League, it's it's still it's still massive and still big and and gives you. Uh, you can collect and get a lot of experience in, in these kind of competitions. But then if you want to be in the Champions League, you have to be an absolute top. We, we struggle with qualifying every year for the Champions League. So it's um, for a club like Liverpool, that's a proper problem if you don't do that. And um, because here are fighting seven, eight clubs every year for, for the four spots. And um, that's obviously, you cannot never be sure that you, that you get there. So um, yes, it's for all of us the same, the, 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 the place should not be granted, but it should be possible to qualify for the competition. And I think that is the case in the moment. Uh, should it be easier for, from a romantic point of view? Honestly, I don't know. Um, it's long ago that I was in that situation where I thought about that. But um, I think it's a, it's a very good competition how it is in the moment. Thank you. And final question in this section before the player comes in, uh, Babatunde. I think you're, if you could unmute, and then it's uh, you're concluding our press conference with the manager. Hi. Congratulations for winning um, the best coach in world football by ESPN. What do you think you deserve it ahead yeah, of Hans Flick, who won the Champions League on Britain last season? Sorry, I think he. Uh, we're gonna have to get that again. I, I, I think the boss didn't. wasn't aware he'd been named best coach by ESPN. So, sorry. What was the second part of the question? Yeah, but do you think you deserve it out of Hans Flick, um, who won okay. the Champions League on Britain with uh, Bayern Munich last season? If I think I deserve it more than Hansi Flick, who won the Champions League, no. But I actually, um, I, well, the only thing I can say about that, I was not involved in the vote. <laughs> so I didn't give myself my own vote or something like that. Um, I won the FIFA's Coach of the World last year. I'm pretty sure because we won the Champions League. Um, so if I've, I have no idea. You have to ask other people. Um, I, I, I don't believe in these kind of um, individual awards for coaches, to be honest. In a moment when somebody starts to give awards to um, coaching staff, like a whole bunch or group of coaches. In my case, we are six um, coaches. Um, I'm the first to organize the party. But um, if, as long as I get these kind of things alone, I'm not very interested, to be honest. But anyway, great. And thank you very much, whoever voted for me. And sorry, Hansi, um, probably you would have been the right one to get it. Yeah. Hello there. Thanks for your time. Good to see you. I'm okay. 
Yeah, I'm good. You must be loving life at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a decent week for me. Like, <laughs> what can I say? Uh, yeah, two debuts in in one week was a bit of a bit of a mad one. So yeah, it's been a good week. Do you think you forced the hand at all, as far as you know, of the hierarchy in terms of maybe now they're not in the hunt for a reliable number two for Liverpool? Um, that's not something I've talked about. To be honest, um, I've just been trying to. Listen, when I get my opportunities, I've just been trying to take them. To be honest, um, I've had two games. I think felt I've done well in the games, but and that's all I can do. To be honest, so I've not really thought about that. Thanks. Cheers. Good luck. Thanks, mate. Okay, Ian Kennedy, do you want to go next, please? Hi, Quaid. Um Just wondering, as a goalkeeper, is it getting um, a little bit easier now uh, with each passing game in terms of how you're feeling and settling down, maybe with the nerves? Outfield players can, can get into a game and not think too much, but as a goalkeeper, you kind of stood there sometimes for long periods with things going through your mind. But are you feeling more settled? Is it getting easier now? Yeah, yeah definitely. I think, I think um, definitely on the weekend, I felt... I felt uh, more comfortable after after playing uh, midweek, so yeah, I think you're I think you're right there. Um, just the more games you play, I think the the more comfortable I'm, I'm feeling. So yeah. And how did it feel when you ran out to the cop end and actually had people sat behind you? I mean, that, that must have been a slightly different uh, experience. How how did you feel with that? Could presumably you could hear what they were saying. Yeah, that was a that was a, a class feeling to be fair. Walk uh, going down and actually having fans there and, and singing. And hearing "You'll Never Walk Alone" uh, was uh, was actually some feeling, to be honest. So yeah, it was class. Okay, James from Talksport, do you want to go next, please? Well, you've great to speak to you. At the start of this season, did you have any idea that you'd be involved so, so heavily involved in first team football? And when did you find out that you were going to start your first match for Liverpool? Uh, yeah, um, don't know. I didn't. I think I was just focusing, to be honest, on just training hard every day and trying to, trying to get better, to be honest. And if an opportunity did come, um, you know, I just tried to be ready. So I wouldn't say I was definitely thinking I'd be playing, but I just tried to train myself and prepare myself every day to be ready. And um, I was actually told the day before the Ajax game, I was, I was told that I'd be playing. So, yeah. Okay. Carl Markham, do you want to go next, please? You're on mute, Carl. Great. Thank you. Hi, Craig. Sorry about that. Um, just want to go back to, to last season. Um, you played played four games. In two of those games, you conceded five goals. That must seem like a world away now. And, and how do you how do you how do you react to, to those games at the time? Um, yeah, it was obviously obviously. I wouldn't say disappointed, but just like, yeah, just a bit like. I think I could. I know I could have done better, but it was uh, it was difficult games. But I think we had a lot of kind of kind of younger players against against um, tough opposition, which kind of made it more difficult as well. So I, I wasn't really too hard on myself. I just like kind of after the games, I looked back on them, seeing what I could do better, and then just kind of moved on from there. I didn't spend too much time thinking about them or anything. Okay, guys, we've got time for two more questions. Dom, do you want to go next? Just, just um, talk us through the whole thing of um, the, the, the Ajax game, particularly the, the save from Huntelaar right at the end. Um, 
and the manager coming on to you and he he he's seen you first of all and he gave you a great big bear hug. I mean, you're basically responsible for the for the moment that's got Liverpool into the, the knockout stages. I mean, it must have felt like a sort of big coming of um coming of age moment really in terms of how you helped the squad. Just just talk us through that whole sort of the instinct of the save and the reaction with the manager. Yeah, this thing was just like like you say, it was just kinda kind of an instinct kind of reaction save to be honest. He was he was that close and I just tried to get get anything that I could on it and luckily I was able to, to get it away to safety so it was, it was um yeah it was a nice moment to make that save and then after the game for the for the manager to come to come up to me was the, um yeah it was a nice moment for me like it was <laughs> um I wasn't expecting it but it was a nice have, moment. Did you get did you get um, what was your phone like? Did you have any any messages? Did Alison uh, did you see Alison afterwards, you know, just talk us through some of the messages that you had because it obviously got such such attention. Yeah, it was a, it was a really big sort of moment for you. Yeah, honestly, I had my my phone was um, buzzing for about three days after till after the game. Yeah. Just from yeah, just from friends, um, former coaches, um, family, kind of everyone really. And like I said, Alison texted me as well just to say well done as well, and that he was proud of me and stuff. So yeah, all all messages were all were all nice and supportive. So it was really nice to get all that. Yeah. Okay, and final question from Mike, please. Hi, Quick. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Hi. I was just um, with your family, family back, family sporting background. Did you? Was firstly was hurling ever an option for you? And I was just wondering whether having that, having um, siblings playing sports as well, is that does, is that contributed to you seeming very very relaxed about um, being in this environment? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I just. I had all the brothers now who who would have played um who would have played hurling so I would have just been kinda of knocking it knocking around with them and, and trying my hand at that. I wasn't the best that I like so <laughs> so I didn't pursue anything in that. Um but yeah, like I say, I'm just yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a calm guy anyway, so and once I got that um the chance to play I was just relaxed and just wanted to take my opportunity. So Okay guys, thank you very much for that.